BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's now time for Cannabis Talk 101 with Blue, Joe Grande, and Mark and Craig Wasserman, the Pot Brothers at Law. We're the world's number one podcast for everything cannabis. Well, hello and welcome to Cannabis Talk 101, the world's number one source for everything cannabis. My name is Blue. Alongside of me is Joe Grande. Well, thank you very much, Senor Wright. Must be crazy around the house for you, huh? Oh, You're always right, aren't you, Christopher? Mr. Always Right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes, you are. Thank you guys for listening to our podcast, Cannabis Talk 101. Check out our website, CannabisTalk101.com, as we are the world's number one source for everything cannabis. We've got so many great new articles on the website. And call us up anytime, 1-800-420-1980. That's right. That's 1-800-420-1980. Go check out our Instagram page, at Cannabis Talk 101. Well, Blue is at one Christopher Wright. Hello. And I am at Joe Grande 52 i got to remind you guys about Advanced Nutrients. Now, when I say advanced nutrients, folks, you can buy this anywhere. You can get it online. It's not like it's 21 and over. No, advanced nutrients is the first and only complete growing system for cannabis that optimizes all phases of the vegetative and bloom cycles to bring your crops their true genetic potential. Discover more at advancednutrients.com. And shout out to Big Mike. Just love that guy over yes, there. What a man. great organization they all classy, have. Classy. On the show today, Blue, big one right here. Jason Gann. I mean... There's not too many cats that I get to see online that I go, this dude nailed it on the IG. Passion, performance, adorability. Who pulls out the word adorability? I mean, I'm not going to lie, dog. I was this, no double, that much jealous, actually. You know what I mean? When I read adorability, I went, this motherfucker. (laughs) Not only that, he's got the dog pic in the picture. I mean, I wanted to go over there and cuddle him. You know what I mean? It's one of those things. And then you go and you see the WilfredCBD.com, W-I-L-F-R-E-D, CBD.com. I I love it, Jason. I I really do. Bottom line, folks, he's a writer, producer, comedian, actor. Obviously, everything you just seen right there that he pulled out of his ass for the IG (laughs) quote is epic. I mean, there's not so many people that could do three words and go, yeah, he's passionate. Look what he did. He created this fucking show. I mean, his performances. Yeah, he worked on it. Adorability. He's dressed in a dog. I mean, dude, I got it. 
You know what I'm saying? Like it spoke to me. Like it's so funny how your three words on IG and I'm like, he's all those things. And he's the owner and the creator of Wilfred, a series that aired for four seasons about that depressed dude that, that saw his uh, neighbor's dog all full grown man. And, and he's the one in the dog suit. I'm not going to front. I didn't watch all four seasons. I did see glimpses of it. I did watch it. And I felt like if this isn't the perfect stoner show, when I seen everything about this coming on, I'm like, how high was this guy when he created it? Well, we're going to find out. Or maybe he wasn't. <laughs> Either way, uh, now he's in the cannabis game. You heard me say it. RilfredCBD.com. And it's at W-I-L-F-R-E-D-C-B-D.com. Their products are designed to provide the highest quality, highest potency CBD and hemp flower available at an affordable price, which I love that for everybody out there. They are very proud to finally be able to ship Wilfred CBD hemp products throughout most of the United States. Go check out that Wilfred cannabis pre-roll. Welcome to the show, Jason. Thanks, How you Joe. Doing, Thanks for that great uh, rap coming in, mate. Yeah, I'm, I'm really good. Um, yeah, the adorability. Um, well, yeah, I mean, I got the dog suit and, you know, I'm pretty cuddly, I guess. You know what? When I first did, uh, it, Wilfred started out as a short film back in Australia, back in 2002. And, uh, yeah, it was it, Wilfred smoked a bong in the first uh, 15 seconds of the short film. And the short film became this huge hit, went to Sundance, went around the world. And so then when we came to make the Australian TV series, I thought, well, I know we win them over in the, in the short film, so let's just use the first seven minutes of the short film. And then when we brought to America, did the American version with uh, Elijah Wood, I said to Zuckerman, the showrunner, I said, look, it's very important how we meet Wilfred, what he looks like. And, and so we did almost, you know, we took a lot from that original short film and we, um, so we smoking the bong in the very beginning. And just because I said that the introduction of Wilfred is very important because, the, you know, guy in a dog suit can kind of be really ridiculous and suck. Pretty, <laughs> totally, right? Yeah. yeah. Risk, you know, and I'd already made, I, I thought, okay, it's one thing if I make a fool of myself in front of Australia, but I'm about to make a fool of myself in front of the whole world here. So I think I'll piss on myself at home, not out there. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, you know, like I back then, I mean, there was that's 20 years ago. I thought, oh, I don't want to really get in a dog suit. I've done a bit of animal suit stuff as a young actor. I don't want to do that again. But it's it's a it's a two two-day shoot. It's on the weekend. I can get in a dog suit for two days. 20 years later, uh, I'm still I'm in and out of the suit. But back then when I was playing Wilfred, you know, I was a younger man and I I kind of gave Wilfred this kind of gruff voice, you know, to try and make him a bit like an older. And 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 over the years, when you see the series uh progress, my voice uh became that. And, and then I, I put the suit on the other day at 420, I realized that. The beard is also blended into the greyness of the dog suit. So over the years, I've actually uh, morphed like into Wilfred. So uh, I don't have to act so much anymore. It's, it's actually so funny, a little tighter around the chin. <laughs> yeah. You're like, wait a minute, why does this shit not go on the same fucking way anymore? <laughs> well, you know, it's the it's it, the dogs is on about eight dog suit number ten by now. So we've you know like they do. De- they deteriorate in the wash. I discovered. I, I mean, Jason, did you actually sit at home? And fucking imagine this dog suit, or did you have to describe it to somebody and they made it for you? Uh, oh, mate, it's a it's it's a long winding story, but we we I had I did find it in a in a in a store. We bought it, but um, I had done a lot of stuff. We had to search for. It. I had the vision of what it looked like. 
because I'd done, you know, these a bunch of children's theatre shows for years as a young actor and I just used to do for every animal, didn't matter what I was, I was an emu on stage, I was a kangaroo or whatever, I just whacked on a sort of black eyeliner on this black nose and that became my gesture, I'm an animal. And so then uh, when when we, we came up with the idea for the short film, I was sleeping on my, my mate's sofa, uh, he'd just been on a on a date with a girl at a concert and he came home, you know, he's, you know, he's toey and he's like, you know, I just got blocked by this dog. You know, I went home to this girl and we even got in a bedroom and there was a sofa in a bedroom and he was this dog sitting there and he just like basically, you know, was all over me and, and like interrogating me in his own way. And I got, you know, I blocked, completely blocked from her. And I just started improvising as this dog. Uh, kind of be like uh, De Niro and meet the, meet the parents. <laughs> and we went, this is a short film. So we wrote it down as best as we could. We shot it that weekend and it just went on. But, yeah, my, my mate who created it with me, he said, what's Wolford look like? I said, oh, shit, I think I know exactly what he looks like. I don't want to get in one of the animal suits again. I can't be animal suits. But, you know, I was looking for the daggiest, bad, like worst-looking animal suit you could find. Because part of that character that I was creating was kind of like he was a man who was in love with his owner, but he was stuck in this dog's body and is frustrated with this damn thing that he was stuck in. Like a lot of dogs, I think, are, you know, they don't they don't like to be confronted with their dogness, you know. Like they don't like seeing other dogs. Some of them are like, ah, no, I'm more like you than I am like them. So I wanted him to have that frustration of being in this miserable suit. When I came to America and I had, it was like entering a parallel universe where I was, you know, there was, I was shooting Venice Beach and there's palm trees. We'd always shot in winter in Melbourne, which was always cold and wet. And suddenly I really, people would treat me well, like in American accents. And, and they said about the, the dog suit, the new dog suit, they said, you know, do you want some air conditioning in there or something? You know, we can sit, sort of make it more comfortable. Right. I said, no, I think like part of the character is just how uncomfortable Wilfred is in his own skin. So um, I, I made sure they kept it as uh, hot. And people <laughs> say to me, keep I said, see a bloody pissy all day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was always grumpy. I was always grumpy getting in and out of it. Yeah. Now, now I don't get grumpy, you know. I mean, now I'm back to my roots. So, I mean, I had, a, I had a Hollywood makeup artist that, you know, spent a lot of time trying to recreate the nose that I used to just whack on with a bit of uh, eyeliner for years. And now I'm back to the eyeliner, you know, like because now I do, you know, with the with the cannabis brand and the hemp brand, you know, I do appearances at uh, retail partner dispensaries and stores. I did one recently at 420. And, uh, yeah, I'm back to the eyeliner now. It's just back to the old school, but it will fit out of the, out of the, out of the, the, the bag. But, you know, I actually enjoy These days I think of it more as an honour, you know, like for many years I really – detested it. I didn't want to get in and out of the suit and I kind of only really did it because I knew that so many people loved it. I kind of did it literally. People say, do it for the fans. I was literally doing it for the fans because I had other things that I I wanted to do as well. And now that I've seen how the show has resonated with people and how much love there is for Wilfred, I don't know how many times I'm going to get in and out of that suit while I'm alive. So I like every time I put it on, it's kind of like a bit of a ceremony. I'm very, very grateful, very humbled by the... I'm very, feel very blessed Jason, to have them. Uh, Jason, Jason, I think you deserve and earned to fucking get a, a damn near air conditioned dog suit now, dog. You're in the cannabis game. You're a fucking older dog, dude. <laughs> you know what? I, you know what? I, you know what I deserve? A human character. That's what yes. I deserve. You know, yes. but I mean, just give character yourself a break accent. and allow this old dog, who's now the OG dog. <laughs> hey, look, I, a little look, breathing I'm room. Done. 
I was done before we did the American version, and I I, I tell a story about how I um, when I first saw the uh, dog hanging up in my trailer on in season one, like for the publicity for season one here, I looked at it hanging there like the Batman suit. It's like it was calling me, "Welcome back, old friend." <laughs> and I'm just like, uh, I don't think I can get in that suit one more time, let alone thirteen episodes a season. Can I just get in my car and just escape across America? But uh, yeah, you know, I found a way. I found a way to love it. And um, I'm, I'm really glad I did it. Well, Jason. You know what? Yeah, yeah. Well, Jason, this Cannabis Talk 101, when we come back, I want to ask yeah. you a few questions about how I've seen you in the actual uh, festivals and shows. It's, it's Cannabis Talk 101. We'll be right back after this break. We'll be right back with Cannabis Talk 101. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So, buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So, how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud, Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less, like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, Take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com slash strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic. Oracle.com slash strategic. Welcome back to Cannabis Talk 101. Welcome back to Cannabis Talk 101. Jason Gann? Is it Gann? G-A-N-N? Gann. You know, Jason, I'll tell you what, man. You know, I, I remember seeing you know wilfred on on site you know what i mean just just you know when when you're walking around in the full dog outfit and i i don't remember what trade show i want to say it was in vegas somewhere um but you know it was either mj bizcon or um one of the festivals kush doc somewhere i remember seeing it and i remember meeting you and i just you know to the 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 character that you've created with that it, it even the way like you move in it because I, I, I there's a way like like you know you could easily just walk around and be in the in the outfit you know and not being in character if you will versus when i see you walk around and and you kind of like bounce around almost like it's because you're in full character it brings so much joy to me right because you know I, I i i didn't grow up watching the show but just knowing the history of what you've done and then seeing it and then watching you, it's priceless. So how, how does that relate to, because like you said, you're doing it for the fans. I, and I clearly know that. Like when I see you in that suit, you know, and you're <laughs> you're bouncing around, it's not, you know, it's, it can't be easy he's to do that for up. eight hours he's a day. He's doing it for the people. He's the man of the people. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it isn't, it isn't always easy. And I kind of have a, um, I kind of have a, 
just a kind of a rule with myself that, you know, if I say to myself, if you don't feel like getting in the suit today, you don't have to get in the suit. But I always end up getting in the suit because I know that, you know, but it does actually, there is a fair bit of anxiety connected to it. Um, sure. And But I, you know, like, but all it is is once I, I guess it's, you know, before a performance, I come from a live performing background and, and you know, when you haven't been on stage in a while, there's some nerves. And then once you get on stage and to get your first laugh, you just relax and it's like, okay, I am in, I'm with friends here. And so it, it, once that happens, once I've actually connected with, you know, and I see people, I know as soon as I've seen them, they look in their eyes, whether they're... What up? Yeah. Like, <laughs> and once you see that love and you see that reaction, um, you know, it's, it's, I relax and, you know, I'm, I'm, but I mean, I can't say that I do, there's not a great deal of method acting or anything like where I have to kind of get into characters to, so much these days. Sure. Um, but yeah. But Wilfred, as the, as the actor, acts the character. There, he's something beyond me. And and some actors talk about this. And if you're not in the acting world, you might sort of think it's a bunch of bullshit or whatever. But there's something to a character that takes on a life of their own. And um, I, there would be times where each season uh, I'd come at the beginning of each season, we'd be shooting the first scene, and I'd come off in between takes. I'd say to the director. At first, like, he's not here, he's not here. And they're like, what are you talking about? I say, Wolf is not here. Uh, they're saying, what are you doing? You look like Wolf, you sound like Wolf, it looks great. I say, yeah, I know, I'm doing, I'm acting like Wolf, but he's not here right now. Right? Okay, so I do a couple more takes. And I'd say, he's here. They go, is he here? Is he? I'm saying, he's here now. And then, and then he'd be there for the rest of the season. I'd never have to go searching for him again. And and that would, and, and after a couple of seasons, like the, the the key executives and stuff, they were aware of it, and they'd sort of say to me, "They'd say to me, he's he, he's here now, right? He came here in that scene." I'd say, "Yeah, he's here." He's here. So it's it's just something that you know the Wilfred character. When it, I guess I you know you compare it maybe to a piece of art, right? Like the Mona Lisa is the Mona Lisa, and so we've got all this kind of energy towards it. There's only because of the people as well that have viewed it that have discussed it that have loved it that have thought about it so Wilfred isn't anything me in a dog suit isn't anything it's really about how what how people the energy that people give it I mean people write to me literally every day and say that Wilfred helped them through grief or through mental mental health issues depression loss of their dog or something like that and like I can tell the way they're thanking me that um, this character has connected to them in a profound way that doesn't happen every day. So um, that every single person that feels that way is has helped create this character of Wilfred. And that's why I feel blessed that I got to be Wilfred and create a Wilfred. But also I'm a Wilfred fan and also I'm not so above myself that or so full of myself that I think that I'm something special because I created Wilfred. I remember seeing a, a musical artist years ago in Australia and he um, and he was up on stage doing a bunch of new stuff and he didn't want to play any old stuff. And we, we, I was shouting out our favourite classics for years that we'd been listening to for years and he got angry at us. He said, I'm not a fucking jukebox. And I remember just thinking, um, well, kind of your songs are ours as well. You know, like yeah. your songs, you wrote them, but they're our songs because they mean something to us. We grew up on them. We bought your albums. We paid for your albums, right? Yeah. So we give you this career. And that's how I feel about the Wilfred Exchange. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's it's honor to do it. Well, you know, I think that's beautiful. And not only that, it sounds like everything you just described is feels like what you're put in Wilfred CBD. Like yes. everything that you just got from everything that you described was the experience 
that you felt. And I feel like that's what you put into this company. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what I've done. And I, right? I well, we started with Will, with Will from Cannabis and we launched on 420 in 2019 in California. And, you know, I, like I wanted, I was, I, I fell into the, I, I kind of, Wilfred actually, the cannabis and hemp brand was created a bit like Wilfred, the, the character was, because it was a joke. The joke about, oh, the guy couldn't have, couldn't get laid because of the dog. And that turned into this, this massive joke. And similarly, I just, you know, put a, a, a fake, a joke um, ad on social media saying Wilfred's weed delivery service in, in California. And I was a picture of Wilfred pulling the bong. And it's like, I promoted like Wilfred did the ad, you know, like a 12-year-old kid did it or an 8-year-old kid did it. It's like, yeah, that's what the guy's doing now. He's coming to the house. Remember the good old days? You don't have to worry about all those choices of different strains. Remember when your dealer, what he had was what he got? Well, those days are back because Wilfred's coming to your door and for an extra 50 bucks, he'll smoke a bong on your yes. sofa. Yes. People like, yes. oh, my God, we're driving a I'm car. I'm ordering car. now. So I knew then, okay, I've got there's, there's an angle here, like, but I had to get the rights to the, the character. And, and it's my character, but you know, it's sort yeah, of the belongs to how hard was that? Instant. Was that hard to get so, the rights? Um, it was easier than I thought. I thought it would be impossible, so it was easier than impossible. Um, and so once I had it, I um, it was like, okay, now we got something here. But I I wanted to, you know, I I I bootstrapped it and I the first couple of Part, like vertically integrated partners that I almost went into business with, you know, when I looked at the contracts, I was like, oh, shit, this remind me too much of my Hollywood contracts. I can't do another one of these. I need to, you know, i got to be a bit smarter. I've got to, I got to get a bit, a bit more business sense about me, you know. So I, I went, well, there's no money to be made doing it like that. And so then I went and um, I got a manufacturing, a shared use facility manufacturing license in Sacramento. I procured the flour myself. I designed the packaging myself. And um, I don't know if anyone, if you've seen the packaging of our hemp smokes, but out. you can see that. Yes, and, um, dude, they're amazing. That's my, uh, that's the Colonel Sanders, Paul Newman kind of logo, and that's, that's I love it. The back <laughs> is great. I mean, and not only that, for, for those who want to see it, go to the website wilfredcbd.com, and he's yes. just showing the packaging of the pre-roll CBD. Basically, cigarettes. They're just right there, ready to go. But there's no CBD. Oh, it's beautiful. So what, and with the pre-roll, similar kind of box, and similar, and so yeah, I, I um, you know, I'd go to dispensaries myself, you know, in California, and you know, wearing the Wilfred Cannabis T-shirt and hat, and you know, some people said, you know, if you're selling something, there's the door. They weren't interested. They didn't know who I was. Didn't care. But other people would be like, holy shit, I love that that guy on the shirt. I say, you love him, you love me. It's me. They're like, whoa. So it's always a lot easier to get shelves on the shelf if uh, shelf space if you know if they're Wilfred fans. But it was still tough. Really well, tough. Yeah, and let me and let, let you know. It worked in California at Coleco Coast in San Diego. You got yourself in Illinois and, and Normal and Bloomington and New York and Woodhaven, Ohio. He's all over the place from Cincinnati, Cherylville, Dayton, Cincinnati, all over Cincinnati, basically east, west, north, south. And he's at that puff and go in South Carolina and also in Washington. I mean, dude, you're hitting spots out there. Jason, Jason, is, it a, is it a full spectrum or is it, you know, what, what, what are we looking at as far as the CBD product? It's, it's um, well, the hemp smokes are 100 percent um, hemp, 100 uh, percent smokable hemp flour. It's frosted lime. Uh, strain and um, yeah, I basically it's I, I we also do on Delta Eight as well. Delta Eight, yeah, we do it. But my my 
the tech, we do the same as I did with the cannabis smokes in California. So there's no biomass in these. These these hemp smokes had a bad reputation as having a lot of biomass and crap. And the same with the sure. with our pre rolls in California. There's no um, trim and shake or anything in there. It's just just flour, right? And so, and so I, I found you know some really good um, high THC level flour in Sacramento, outside Sacramento. So that was a lot. I mean, the first place I wanted, but they wanted to charge me two two k for a pound of uh, flour. I'm like, shit, I'm not going to make any money out of them and pre rolls. And as you know, probably know, making pre rolls is labor intensive and it's expensive. Um, whereas I, then I was getting pounds of really good, really good flour for three hundred fifty bucks. So it's big. So that's a big difference. Um, but you know, I always keep the the the, the margins are small because you know I don't. There's no fancy big you know celebrity overhead on it. I, I want I'm a working class guy and I'm with a working class dog. And I want I'd rather be in lots of places and have them be affordable. So it's important to me. I say they're not the, my my products. They're not they're not the Ferrari necessarily, but they're going to get you where you want to go. Yeah. And uh, you know and and you know there's. So that's what we've done with the with the ham smokes and the delta rate stuff as well. You know, delta rate's a bit kind of it's a shaky business right now um, industry. But you know, we depending we, we on what state, it. just really depending on what state you're in. I mean, because some yeah. states are fully open. <laughs> And some states yeah. are fully closed, you know, and, and it's just, um, you know, it's a shame that we even have to go through this. I mean, with such a, it's a plant, right? I mean, you know, there's so mm-hmm. many regulations out there uh, for these different products. And, and I, I believe in regulations and stuff like that, because obviously we don't want to have uh, anybody in harm's way. But when you have something that's special like this plant and um, there's so many intelligent people out there, it just needs to be rolled out and, and, and a little bit faster than they're moving, you know? So, um, yeah. but uh, yeah, yeah, look, I love Delta Ray and, and ours, you know, we have COAs attached on, the, on our QR codes on everything, you know, and we, you know, we basically, and same with compliance with packaging, because California is so tough with their compliance uh, chopper packaging and stuff, we, no matter what the laws are or aren't in any state, we always, we stick to the kind of same level of the California does with their cannabis stuff so that we are trying to be as responsible as responsible, possible, but also yeah. with the quality of, of the, of the flower that we're selling. And, um, and so, yeah, you know, like what I love about it is probably most is like Joe, what you're saying, like that same kind of thought behind the show and the character is like, I'll reach like, this is medicine for a lot of people and uh, the Delta rate as well. And, and there are some places that have, you know, really restrictive, uh, cannabis laws and they can't get anything and then these guys can actually go online at wilfordcbd.com and have this stuff sent to their door with usps i mean usps sometimes get it right and sometimes get it wrong but you know you just send no not our <laughs> just because you're from out of the country you bloody bastard you better watch your mouth <laughs> but, uh, you know, I myself, like I'm now, you know, I'll run out, I'll get it delivered to myself, and I just can't believe it. You know, I say that what I'm doing now is the kind of dream that my dream would dream, you know, like being a stoner for more than a quarter of a century. And I never thought that I'd live to see cannabis legal. Uh, but to then one day have a company with my face on it albeit in a dog suit, um, is just like uh, just way beyond anything that I could have imagined. I kind of felt like I already overachieved by being having the show in Hollywood. But right. then you have this brand. I feel like I'm doing, I'm, 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 I'm trailblazing. 
You know, no one has ever come from where I came from and took a show to Hollywood. I mean, Wilfred is still the, the number one Australian television format, the most successful Australian television format to cross over to America. But then wow. to have the character spin off a, a cannabis and hemp brand in an emerging... It's nuts. Uh, it's fantastic. fantastic. It's fantastic. It's nuts. So I'm it's hoping very massive. lasts way beyond me and the long, you know, for generations up, you know, I'm going to... People will one day say, what, Wilfred was a TV show? So, yeah, 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 check it out. Well, I'm just a cannabis It'll brand. always circle back. Yeah. Oh, it's great, Jason. You know, we're, we're going to come back. I want to get a chance to, to ask you to, uh, like, who, who have you met since you've come to the States? The you know high I mean? five. From, from Australia. And hearing your story right there, I don't know why, but for some weird reason, I went to the movie Strange Brew in my head. Hearing you talk, do you remember the movie Strange Brew as a kid? By no, any I'm, chance, I'm... anybody, these kids are drowning in beer and it's like just i'd never imagined drowning in bloody beer would be a great idea i just felt like that was you going i never imagined having all this weed around me all this flour around me would be a great idea and i'm dressed as a dog and i'm helping people cure things it's a beautiful thing and you know what time it is you guys it's it is dime time Think higher with Diamond Industries. Find them in California, Arizona, and Oklahoma. Diamond Industries has been a leading trusted source of clean and potent medicine using state-of-the-art hardware, including premium food-grade stainless steel, glass ceramic plates, and enhanced battery life. The 1,000 milligram cartridges are amazing. Check out the website, diamondindustries.com, or on Instagram, dime.industries. We'll come back more with Jason Gann and his passion, his performance, and his adorability. Check him out at WilfredCBD.com. We'll be right back. It's Cannabis Talk 101. High five. We'll be right back with Cannabis Talk 101. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome back to Cannabis Talk 101. Canna 8 has the widest selection of cannabinoids, you guys. They carry products with all the cannabinoids you've heard of and some that you haven't. Go check out that Canna 8. And I want to thank you guys. A lot of people on our show that make this happen. Jan, Erica, Daniel, Cal, Christian A, Christian S, Danny, P-Funk, Connor, Abby, Edgar, Kimberly, Selena, Carissa, Cash, Cam, Salar, Nadia, 
Ali, E-Man, Pitt, Chris Franquino, Jennifer, and Elvis. Because we just had a huge trip to Washington, D.C., and uh, everything else that you guys do uh, on a daily basis is greatly appreciated. That being said, we have uh, Jason Gann on with us with Wilfred CBD. That's the new company. And, of course, the big show that you had that is just all around the Wilfred. And I'm just curious, being from Australia. Wait, did you just say all around the this- Did you just say all around the Wilfred? <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I don't know what I'm saying. He said this show has been all around the Wilfred. (laughs) All around the world with Wilfred. Yeah. Who did you meet out here in California where you're like, holy shit, they're a fan of the show? Because your show picked up, it's, you know, four seasons is big here in America. People love the show here, And picked up a lot of legs. Yeah. Uh, It it kind of doesn't get any bigger than uh, than, than this this story. I, because as I mentioned earlier, I didn't want to do Wilfred in America. I was done with it. I didn't have a great time doing it in Australia. And I had another TV series that I created and also starred in in Australia where I got to play this sports star who was like surrounded with a bevy of women and driving Ferraris and nice clothes. And it was a lot more fun to play than Wilfred in this, in this old dog suit. So I told my American manager when we got one and we were going to go out with that, a version of that show. And he said to me, he called me up in Australia. He said, look, I know you don't want to, play Wilfred again. I said, I'm not getting in that freaking dog suit again. And he said, hear me out. He said, I think Wilfred could be your Mork and Mindy. He said, like the alien, the dog, everyone's going to remember the dog. It doesn't yeah. matter how successful the show is. And you'll be able to walk into any room in Hollywood. I said, look, well, Mork and Mindy was my favourite show when I was a kid. <laughs> so if you can sell it, I'll do it. He sold it. I did it. And in season, we were right in season two. I was in my office in the, in the writer's room and Elijah Wood, my co-star, sends me an email. He says, I'm with Robin Williams promoting Happy Feet 2 and he's a huge fan of the show, him and his wife, and he'd love to play a guest role in the show. No way. Yeah. So I said, he's he's in episode one of season It's right up Robin's. I could see that. I could see him. That's so funny, yeah. Would you believe that was his first acting performance in a television series since Mork and Mindy? No way. Fucking mouth. I mean, he'd done David Letterman or been on TV, but the first acting role since Mork and Mindy, and that was the... That's right, because he... But that was at that era when you did TV only, and then you became a big movie star. You didn't go back to TV. Yeah. Yeah. And this was... And, you know, people were starting to come back to cable TV. Um, You know, the network had a great reputation, and and Elijah was on board. We'd we'd already had some big-name co-star, guest stars in season one, and there he was. I walked into the the writer's room, and I said, uh, Robin Williams wants to be in our show. And (laughs) David Zuckerman, the showrunner, he was, like, number one. I was number two. He was number one in America. Uh, He he developed a family guy, and he, he... you know, was, he, he got the show up with us. And he said, um, he said, well, we've already, there's no characters for him. He looked at the, rock, the board. He said, like, we, we've already developed all the characters for season two. I said, I repeat, Robin Williams wants to be in our show. <laughs> yeah. We found something for him. Yeah, exactly. Because he'd actually played a, uh, as a cat. And, um, and and we didn't have any character like that. Um, so he just, he played a, a, th- a therapist, the doctor, head doctor for Elijah's character. And uh, I thought, he's not, he's not going to do it. He did it. And, and you know, that was the easily the greatest um, star moment I've had. Uh, I'm driving to set that morning. I'm like, I was, it's in the dark. It was so early. We're going out to um, uh, Gillette Ranch outside in Malibu um, Canyon out there. And, uh, and I was like, I'm I'm going to meet Robin Williams today. Like, I don't get starstruck easy and I'm going to meet him. And, and he was like, I walked up, <clears throat> saw him and went up and I said, uh, it's an honour. He said, the honour's mine. 
my God, this is this is crazy. That's the best. And, and and you know we got on so well, and um and and his um makeup artist who worked with him for twenty years, she said afterwards, like when we were there, he was only there for two days, and um he. I had, a, I had a rare day off on the second day, and he said to me, um, what, are you, what are you going to do on your day off? Because he must have read that I had a day off, and it was the day he was shooting. I said, I'm coming in to watch you act. He said, no, 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 you need a break. You, you work, I know how hard you're working. I said, mate, I said, I'd pay to see you. Like, I'm coming in to see right. you. Right, to yeah. see you live, I'm coming. The uh, fuck that. And, and, you know, we'd had some great lunches together, and, and his makeup artist for 20 years and close friends said that he never – in her, his, in, her, in her experience, had lunch outside of his trailer with other people. And on those two days, he he sat with Elijah and I and we spoke for a good length of time and got very close. I was actually developing a project for him when he died. He died. Yeah, it was very... Man, God rest his soul. He's man, one of, one of the best comedians. ever. Yeah, Let's get down. into that high I mean, five, guys. You know, listen, I, I, I want to say this. Uh, you know, first of all, Robin, Robin, you know, and you having the ability to work with them, I think it was perfect for you, you know, because in, in, in my eyes, Mark and Mindy is one of my favorite shows too, Jason. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and then you having the opportunity to do it. And, and honestly, um, you know, I, I want to tell you that, you know, the, the, the journey that we have um, to, to, you know, we'd, we always don't understand it as entertainers or people that work, you know, um, in our field is who you're going to end up working with next. And, and for, for me, you know, I, I think that would be like one of the top of the totem pole things, you know, Robin Williams, you know, touched so many, so many, so many lives. I loved him. Yeah. Love him still. And, 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 Nanu, Nanu, come Nanu, on. <laughs> and to be, to be able to work, work no, next, Nanu, Nanu, to work Nanu, next to him is, 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 uh, is something special. And for you and Wilfred, you know, uh, cause I, I, I understand there's a separation that you have to sit there and, and actually almost use as like, there's blue on the show. There's Christopher Wright at work. And then there's Chris, Chris Wright at home, you know? And, yeah. and I, I can understand it as, as an artist, a father, a parent, uh, you know, um, well, a you've husband. got asshole as well. Then if we're going to throw all the names in oh, there, shit. okay. Well, thank you. <laughs> Hold on. Back to reality. Jason saw. Hey, I know that name too. Somebody call me. Yes, yeah, there he is. Uh, uh, excuse me, but listen, uh, Jason. This is part of my uh, favorite part of the show, which is called the High Five. So, where we ask you five questions about your cannabis experiences. Are you ready, sir? Yeah. Question number one: How old were you the first time you smoked, and where did you get it from? Fifteen. My sister. Yeah, I was fifteen years old. What was your sister's name? Deborah. Where Deb? were you guys at? Uh, we're at the backyard, you know, like she, my sister was sort of uh, older than her years, really. She was, um, she was like seven, well, maybe I was 14 and she was 17 at the time. So 14 and, and, uh, and she just had a joint and I just, uh, she says, try this. And I, I hadn't even been drunk at that point. I'd never even sort of drank alcohol. So I was high before I'd ever got drunk. So yeah. this is in the backyard in Australia. Yeah. I just, because I'm just imagining, was there like a koala just looking? To <laughs> hey, you know, Jason, speaking of Australia, I mean, where, where at, where are you, where are you from in Australia? Melbourne, you said? Queensland, up in Queensland, um, up in sort of the Southeast. You know, yeah. I, I did a, I did a, a tour uh, there and I did, uh, I performed at the Olympic Park Center. Um, mm -hmm. and, and then we took a hopper plane over to Brizzy and did a show in mm -hmm. Brizzy. I was and born in Brizzy. Really? Yeah, Brizzy's a great place. I mean, it's a it's a really nice place, and I, I wish I could have stayed there longer. Australia in, in general, um, what is it called? Queen uh, Queen's Corner or something like that? Queensland. Or, what is it? Queens, Queensland. Queensland. It's fun. Queensland. That's a fun little downtown area. Yeah, it, it's been one of those things on my bucket list I want to get to. My little cousin Angela Johnson, comedian, she went and toured over there. She brought me back this little turtle 
for my daughter. And every time we clean out of stuffed animals, we can never get rid of that dumb fucking turtle because it's from Australia. (laughs) So I have something in my house from Australia that I've never been to. Question number two of the high five with Jason Gann. Come see his passion, his performance, and his adorability at G4 Live as we will all be there. And you did such a great job with the promo for G4 Live. Check out his website, wilfredcbd.com. What is your favorite way to use cannabis? Uh, look, I just I still love smoking. You know, just bud, just in a pipe. I just break it off. I don't even chop it up. I rarely chop it up. You know, I just break, snap a bit off, and just put it straight in a pipe. And I mean, the mob I smoked through a potato this last week. You know, it's like I I um I don't tend because I have little kids. I don't tend to leave around um you know bongs or anything like that. So I tend to just you know um either have pipes that I eventually lose, and that, which is the situation right now. So. Yeah, I'm actually smoking through a potato at the moment. Just snapping off. <laughs> um, right. oh, potatoes never hurt. Hey, or some foil, whatever works, right? <laughs> I know the kids aren't going to eat a little potato, right? Yeah. <laughs> question number question number three of the high five. Craziest place you've ever used or smoked cannabis? Well, crazy. Look, I remember that, like when I was really like just really discovering, really loving cannabis, falling in love with it. And I, I, I often describe my relationship with uh, cannabis as being a spiritual relationship. When I was really tapping into it and uh, with a great, I say girlfriend, but she was a, a buddy, you know, and we would get high together all the time. And one day we just said, hey, you know what would be great? Let's, I'd love to get high in like a, a, tra- a caboose, you know, like a train, a caboose, you know. And we're like, oh, yeah, that'd be great. I don't know, it was a random thought. So, well, there's a train station not that far away. So we walked down to this train station and we found these train yards. I'm seeing this out in the middle of nowhere is a red bloody caboose. And it was like, and we went out there and we got it and the door was open and we climbed it, we closed the door and we sat in this this caboose and this, this train wagon and, and, the nowhere, and we just got so high in there. And at one point we heard sort of footsteps on the rocks walking past. <laughs> got all scared. They're coming. It was such an exciting moment, you know. So it wasn't necessarily that crazy, but it was, you know, we weren't supposed to be in the train yards. And, yeah, like the idea that we had this image of a caboose, we went and found a caboose and we were hiring a caboose. That's oh, just so fantastic. great. What a great story to pull out of your ass like that. That's phenomenal. <laughs> you just took me right there. I was with you. I was in it too. <laughs> Dude, not only that, I got like something in my sock from walking towards it. Like, you know what I mean? Like I walk through bushes, like in my head. Like I'm pulling something out of my sock right now. That's just stuck in yeah, it's good. It's a good memory. Thank you for that was a wonderful story right there, Jay. What is your go-to munchies after you get high? Uh, yeah, hot. I like to have those hot, spicy. Um, I forget the names of them, but the red—they're always different. Like the Cheetos, those super red, flaming hot Cheetos. Yeah, yeah, because we don't have them in Australia, right? So there's just that kind of flaming hot. They're called takitis or something. Takis, 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 takis. My kids love takis. Those are great. Destroy your taste buds, but yeah, I love getting high and uh, and and heightening my. Sure, sure. Question number five of the high five. If you could smoke cannabis with anyone, dead or alive, who would it be and why? I gotta say Jesus. Yes, I love it. Jesus. I mean, look, like, I don't know, like, I just have so many, the questions would never end and it's just like, He's supposed to be the, you know, well, from, you know, the coolest guy that ever lived. Or coolest whatever, dog you know? ever. Remember that song? <laughs> it's so- was like a spoken word song. It was like, Jesus was so cool. He was he was funnier than any comedian. He was like, he, he could play guitar better than any rock star. He was, Jesus was so cool. You know, I remember hearing that. Like, it was such a cool song back in the 90s. And 
and yeah, I just think that it'd be great to just get to the bottom of who he is, what he is. Yeah. I mean, there's only been one guy that they said that's done everything he did from a carpenter to the Lord and Savior. I mean, let's go. Put yeah. him on the shelf. I'm good. I'll they, take him too. I Number one servant. Dude, I'm with you, Jay. There's so many people. The crazy part about that is it's so funny to think we just heard somebody else recently say that. And I don't know why, but this past weekend I was in Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking of so many great people that have been through there. And um, I literally thought of this question, to, like, pondered it going there's so many people here in these statues and monuments that i want to smoke with and talk to and just chill but i went back to but jesus he, <laughs> i think he's got to take the yeah, game i was in dc recently as well and yeah it's just it's a pretty beautiful place it is yeah. so much history yeah so yeah, much, that's what i'm saying so my point is i was so just thinking history. that and i literally did exactly what you said i went the jesus route again and i'm with you is my point well I, I i've been very Abraham Lincoln, second, of course, second, right? I mean, that's what I'm saying. I'm right there by the Lincoln thing, and I'm like, dude, you'd be one of those ones that I want to do with. I'm not gonna lie, you're giving Jesus a run for his money. But, but they say never meet your heroes. So, and I, and I, you know, and I've, I've met, I, you know, I remember having met a hero of mine years ago. It wasn't that a great experience. I'm not mentioning any names. It was Gene Simmons. But you know, like I, you know, they say never meet your heroes. I'd hate, I'd hate to meet Jesus and then and be disappointed. Did he treat you <laughs> funny because you're both from across the pond? Isn't he from across the pond as well? Gene Simmons? Yeah, no, he's he's local. He's, he's, L- he's, he's Hollywood. From Kiss. From Kiss. He's Hollywood, yes, right? He's, yeah, he's LA boy. Yeah, yeah, no, I, when I well, look, you know, I I when I was you know a kid, I had I had my walls pasted, covered with. Posters. Oh, I love my. I had I even did too. the roof. You know, I even did the, the ceiling. The roof was covered in Kiss posters everywhere you go. That's so you know, I had this opportunity where I was backstage years ago. At a Kiss concert in Australia, they said it was going to be their last concert ever. Turned out to be like many men. They're still going now. <laughs> they're still going. What do you mean? Doing? Doing? Last week. And he was backstage. It was before cell phones, and you know, and I had an automatic camera, and I just was so. I swear, he was, he was alone by himself in the full kit, and I was backstage. Got through with my sister, who got me high for the first time. She was, you know, managing bands and shit. She got me there. And I'm like, oh, I'm so scared, heart pounding. I'm like asking for a photo. I mean, I just want a photo with him or of him. I didn't care. Uh, I'm like, what if he says no? What if he says no? Like, you'd be devastated. And I went up to him, he can't sit. I went up and asked him and he said no. And then, uh, and, then he, and, then, and then moments later, he was there taking a bunch of photos with hot chicks, you know. So it was kind of like it was just, you know, it was, it was personal. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I made a decision then. Oh, that- Jason, he even said Jason Gann before he knew who you were. He goes, fuck you, Jason Gann. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, said, yeah. Fuck. You're not hot enough, dude. Um, so, so Jason. You know, you, know who else was, you know who else was a prick to me? Who? Who? I just remembered. That fucking dude from Aerosmith, Steve Tyler. Yeah, he was, he was weird. Because Wilfred, uh, Wilfred, Wilfred, we did this thing just before um, Wilfred came out and Elijah and I were doing this guest spot, like this tiny spot on American Idol. And uh, and we were backstage. That's right, I remember seeing you on there. I see you. Like this little cameo thing. And we were backstage and, you know, I was had the anxiety and my heart was pounding and stuff. And there's a few people around there. And I wasn't, I was never an Aerosmith fan to be, you know, to be full honest. I know a lot of people love him. I'm not bagging them as a fan. But yeah, he... He's there and he turned to me. I was at, I was as Wilfred and he just went, come on, man. You know, with all his feathers and all this sort of shit afterwards. And I, you know, I, I wasn't in a position to kind of like, I wasn't feeling brave enough to come back at him. And I wasn't expecting that either from a fellow performer to kind of like shit on me like that just before I went out there. But yeah, he did. He did. So I kind of, 
kind of owe him one, you know. Yeah, I, I yeah. Let's let's throw one. Grudge that. against him. Yeah. Let's let's. No, that is for me. Exactly. Performer. Like we work. We're working, dude. It is. Yeah. If I haven't. If I meet him again, I will say something about it. Yeah. You know, you know, I'm, I'm never, I'm never backward and coming forward. It's just at that moment, it, it kind of took me by surprise. I was on the side of the stage and just about and, to go and, up. And you know me like that, yeah, yeah. Just about to go up. Like, who does that? You know, yeah. it's it's no, the worst. You don't have enough, enough success. Like, you don't have enough. Yeah, what, 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 I'm, I'm a clown. Yeah, I am a clown. You know, I'm pr- I'm proud to be a clown. Yeah, well, Jesus, clowns feel the world. Oh yeah, sorry, I'm gonna go make people smile and laugh right now. That yeah, love this but, character, I mean, you fucking prick. Look, look yourself in the fucking mirror with your feathers and get up. I mean, you're a clown yourself i mean that's yeah. you, what you're doing that's what you are but what like, you shouldn't another clown <laughs> you know i would have just said i would have just said uh, uh you know you, you had a you, you had a great run while you were while you lasted but uh, <laughs> you know what i would have said fucking have a wilfred and just do it yeah, 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 yeah. i would have just said a lot of things too but like looking back but you know these things these things happen but yeah so i think with gene simmons and steve tyler i don't know get them in a room together maybe We'll see what happens. So, so, Mike, Jason, Mike, Iron Mike, anything, me and Iron Mike in there. Anything we I'm forgot before. Iron, I love Mike Tyson too. Oh, we're oh, going to see Tyson. Well, Mike's going to be at G4 Live. Yes. Gonna be at G4 yeah, yeah, Live, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's no, going to be I'm such a fun really show. Yeah, yeah, I was, I nearly, actually, I nearly went up to the, I nearly went up to that thing. They were, they were saying, come on up to the 420 thing up in San Francisco and get, come and have a photo with, come and have a photo with Mike. I'm like, yeah, this is a bit difficult, but I wished I had it because I saw the, you know, on, on his way back to Florida, I probably would have been on the flight with him, although I probably wouldn't have been as Wilfred at the time. But uh, when he when he had that, he's on on, on that flight recently. But uh, yeah, oh yeah, recently. yeah, we saw that. I think the whole world got to see that one. That guy was yeah. honestly, you know, in my opinion, um, you know, he he deserved it. Like you know, you know, you can't get into another man's head. I mean, well, you know, here's the thing. You, you, as as Mike Tyson, I almost feel like he he trapped him into that, right? Like he he did that on purpose. Yeah. They knew People it. You. Yeah. People can bait you. People can you. You know, and but and, and you know, he, he. I saw from the photos. There was a series of photos in the lead up, and you can tell from Mike's face he's looking like, "Leave me alone, dude!" Like you just leave me alone. I'm not well, sorry. he should have had security there. They should have took that L for him. You know, that's why he needed Wilfred. Yeah, that's why he needed Wilfred. Wilfred would have just if Wilfred <laughs> could have. Pissed on him, bit him, something, right. backed him up with a. Gonna get within an arm's length of Mike Tyson and Jason for the security dog. You know, it's gonna be great to see you out there in Vegas. So when you see us, come up and say hi. Yeah. Come hang, don't act like a big dog. Cool. Like you're too cool for us. <laughs> don't right? be the big dog. I'll fucking run up and tackle you, Jason. I swear to God, right, right on the side. Well, yeah. Okay. Well, now that I know you said that, don't be surprised if I jump on screen and if I go. If you're in the middle of a show, now I know that you come and tackle me. Then I don't want to come and tackle you. <laughs> you know what? I might. I think my boot's going to be off by then, so I might be able to. You know, it'll be a slow come up. You know, I just had ankle surgery, but when I get to you, it's still yeah, two hundred plus coming. No, out. I think we should just do the leg lift on Tyson and see if he punches <laughs> you. You know, just lift the leg. Yeah, on we're him. gonna do the leg gimp. Everyone's just <laughs> cannabis and medicated up. That's all we're up there. Just a bunch of gimps at G4 Live and you. If you don't go, you don't grow. Yes. <laughs> so, Jason, thank you for joining us. Is there anything that we missed? Uh, before we let you get on out of here, did you get all the five out? Did you get all the questions? Yes, we did. Yeah, yeah. You said Jesus. Question number five Jesus. was: If you could smoke with anyone, dead or alive, who would it be? Yeah. Well, well, guys, you know it's it's great um, seeing you again, and yeah, I'm really excited about G4 Live. If anyone's going to go on, you know, like Wilfred's actually going to be on the stage with a microphone in his hand, saying some funny ass shit, you know. And I was going to be doing that actually before the pandemic happened because I was just kind of like, you know what, I saw. I saw Tommy Chong. I saw this image of Tommy Chong 
um, on a, at, a, at, a, at a High Times Cannabis Cup and he was sitting on a king's throne and they came and put a, a crown on his head. And I just looked at that and I thought, one day that's going to be Wilfred. You know, I so I want to I want to get up there, right? So I want to, and you know, I, I'm a live performer from years ago, like comedy. So I'm just like, okay, it's time to. People for years say, you know, when you do stand up comedy, well, mostly people would go do stand up comedy, like Robin Williams do stand up, and then they do television. For me, I was lucky; I got the television first. So I never did the stand up, but now I'm really excited about it. I'm working on. I've got some great material I'm working on, so I'm really looking forward to you know get giving people that Wilfred experience and just go ahead and drop. Sort of, Drop you know, Cannabis Talk 101 in that, but I'd love to have you Wilfred on the show. Uh, the on, the whole dog. Yeah, the dog. In, in see, as I say, I'm the founder CEO of Wilfred Cannabis. Wilfred is the owner-operator. Yes, right. right. So yeah. he, has his, he, he, he thinks he's running the show. And he's uh, got a rough gig. No yeah, pun intended. He gets all the glory. You know, he gets all right? the glory. He's like, nobody knows how rough this is for me to do. Hey, rough. Uh, Jason, how did you get hooked up with G4 Live? How did that even come about for you? Uh, well, a couple of years ago, I think they first reached out to me and about doing something back then. And then uh, it just, you know, pandemic happened. And it, and I was I was planning to do a bunch of, you know, stand-up stuff and get you know, live performing again. And then that just sort of put the stops on that. So, um, uh, yeah, I, don't, I came circled um, Tim, you know, from G4, just reached out to me and, and, and I said, yeah, I, I think we almost did this a couple of years ago. So I was like, let's, let's do it. So now I'm kind of going to Vegas. Fantastic. It's going to be a great show, man. Resorts World, the 12th through the four, uh, 15th, Joe? Something like that. 12th to the 14th. 12th 15th. to the 14th. 12th to the 14th, Live, G4 Awards. Live at the Bud Tender Awards. It's going to be an amazing place. If you don't go, you don't grow. Sincerely, guys, and listen, I just want to say that, Wilfred, it's been great having you on the show, and Jason, again, it's been great having you on the show. I got to give it both to you guys because Wilfred, you know, is, is its own character, and it deserves its own credit, and Jason, you do too, man. You're a fantastic, fantastic person there, uh, and we want to thank you for joining the show. At well, before we leave, because I'd like to ask him this, Jason, have you ever caught wilfred licking himself or scratching himself inappropriately <laughs> now i seen him doing something with my wife one night that i wasn't real happy about oh no <laughs> those dogs can do that that motherfucker because <laughs> yeah. bears locked up in silma oh no he locked up in a bears in a bears in a um a storage facility in silma get your nose out of there boy i gotta get i gotta get bear out of there Right. Uh, you know, but uh, 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 I know I don't know where to go, but it's a quick last story. Bear, the bear character, is disgusting. You know, he's, he's a semen stained teddy bear from the, from the TV series. And and when it was all done, they said, Jason, whatever, what props do you want? What souvenirs do you want? And they said, you want bear, right? I said, I don't want bear. I just had a son, a little baby, beautiful bear. I said, I don't want my kid playing with that disgusting thing. So give him to Elijah. Elijah came to me. He said, Is it true you don't want bear? You gotta have a bear. I said, No, 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 I don't want you have him, mate. You have him, like you, you know. You, so, okay, so he took Bear. I had a bunch of other memorabilia. And then when Wilfred was finished, spoiler alert, um, <laughs> we had a wake for Wilfred, right? So we had just like, instead of a rap party, I had a wake at my house and it was all very funeral-like and it was black. And, and Elijah drove to the wake uh, with Bear in the passenger seat. And so <laughs> you, if you can imagine if you're driving along in LA, if, if you had a scene, Elijah driving on the 405, dressed in a black suit with, with Bear in the passenger seat, <laughs> Bear. So he brings Bear to, the, to my place, <laughs> the wake on everything. And when Elijah left, 
he left a bit earlier, like he always does. And he said, look, I don't, I'm sorry, I've got to leave, but uh, I'm going to leave Bear here. I can't take Bear while the party's still going, so I'll, I'll, I'll get Bear next time I see you. I haven't seen Elijah since. Right? So 20 years like, later? <laughs> so Bear, it was the, you know, the, the, the kid that, that I, the parents are, the divorced parents are arguing about who doesn't want him, right? So, so Bear is, uh, I'm glad I've got Bear now. Oh, you got about Bear. So he's still <laughs> at the house. <laughs> what? Is he still at the house? He's in a storage Somewhere. Somewhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. in Somewhere. That's awesome, Jay. Can't wait to hang out with you, brother. Look forward to it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it too, guys. Thanks so much. Well, there it is, guys. It's Cannabis Talk 101. And remember this. If no one else loves you, we do. We do. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Cannabis Talk 101 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? I got to change the oil in my car. Right now, get five quarts of Pennzoil Platinum Full Synthetic with an STP Extended Life Oil Filter for only $36.99. What do I do with my old oil? We can recycle your used oil for free. And do you have oil for my old work truck? You can find the right high mileage oil to help it go farther right here at AutoZone. Get in zone, AutoZone. Restrictions apply.